What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of the Get Over Yourself podcast, a podcast where your self-limitations are destroyed and you can start to achieve your dreams. Today, if you're watching or listening on your preferred streaming platform, you can tell that I have Kate with me today. Kate and me formed a relationship a couple weeks back where we connected through LinkedIn, and she has so much insightful information to share. Kate has spent years in the industry, both in the medical field as well as personal development. She hosts her own podcast. She's a mom, and she has so much wisdom that she's going to be sharing with us on today's episode. So Kate, before we get started on everything, let the audience know where you're coming from and maybe a fun fact about you. Yeah, sure. So I, I I am currently residing in Tennessee. I was originally born in Florida, but I've been here most of my life with my kids and my family. And um, oh gosh, a fun fact about me. One of my favorite things to do is sing. I've actually been in choir. I got to sing at um, the resort. Oh goodness down in Disneyland. I just like lost the name of it where the globe is. Good gracious. Um, but I the Epcot Center. Solo. Yes. Epcot. It's, like, <laughs> it's on the tip of my tongue. Um, but I, yeah, so I actually got to do a piece of that when I was in high school, I got to do a solo out there. We got the privilege of going down and, um, and singing. So that's something that I do on the side. It's just something I really enjoy doing, but I've, I've been in all kinds of things in the singing realm throughout my life. Perfect. That's super cool. I wish I was talented with a beautiful voice, but that is not something I've been blessed with. Worked on it for years. I just am not too good. But um, fun fact before we jump full force in the episode as well, everybody, we found out before we started recording when we were just talking over the phone, kind of planning out this episode and whatnot, we found out she is from a town in Tennessee where I was working about a year ago. I probably passed by her house on my way to work at some point. <laughs> and then this summer, I'm actually moving out to Orlando and she she lived in Florida for quite some time as well. So we have some fun connections on where we're both located. But Super cool. Anyways, guys, we're super excited for you to join us on today's episode of the Get Over Yourself podcast. And with that all being said, let's jump into it. So I guess to start out today's episode, I want to ask you some questions about your own journey, right? You've had a plethora of years in various different industries where you feel like you've kind of become an expert in some ways. So maybe speak to the audience on that today and how you've kind of seen yourself grow from being just brand new in a certain industry and grown yourself into kind of the person you've become today. Oh, goodness. I feel like we could talk about that one for a while. Um, To give you kind of a short recap, though, uh, I started out uh, in customer service and all the things like that. I moved into the medical field, which is actually what my degree is in, is medical administration. So I moved into that and kind of moved around in different positions from, you know, front desk to billing to therapies to all the things and uh, made my way up to working on the administration side. So I actually helped build out a practice that had been struggling for a little bit and kind of getting them back on float. I've worked with a couple of other small practices, just uh, reorganizing and re-implementing some of the things within their systems and within their company. And I actually what, thought that I was going to be in the medical field for the rest of my life. That was the plan. And uh, I, you know, had always thought about getting into like real estate because at the time I was a single mom, I had come out of an abusive relationship. So it's kind of starting over. And um, 
the funniest thing happened. I went from thinking that I may possibly do that. And that might be something to plan out in my future. What I have learned is planning things out never goes according to plan uh, when it comes to that. So I was actually fired uh, from my position after being there for several years. Uh, it was a moral situation, something I did not agree to. And so it threw me into the entrepreneurial space. From that, I, um, gosh, I started out as a solo agent. I decided to join a team because I had some other things changing in my life. And I thought, you know, having that space and that collaboration would help me propel myself forward even more. What I ended up learning was usually I can kind of tell if I'm supposed to be in something within about six months. And so I kind of started figuring out when things weren't really aligning with what I wanted to do. And as long as I actually stayed aware of that and open to that, new things just kept popping up. I took a corporate position for the brokerage that, that I was at, which is one of the largest brokerages in the world. And I actually started implementing organizational tactics and orientations for their new agent and doing training for, I think we had 250 agents at the time that I took over as their agent coordinator. And in that process, I just kind of, I kept falling in love with the things that I had always done in the past. And that was helping people and teaching people. And it just kept coming up. And in that role, it really allowed me to flourish because I got to do the teaching and the setups and helping people build their business. And my husband and I actually sat down and talked about it because I was like, I can't keep doing the corporate thing. I don't like the hours. I don't like, you know, all the chit chat and the drama. Right, There's a reason right. I got out of it. Right. And so uh, he was like, well, if you're already helping people and doing that, I was actually doing it on the side already with um, with agents in the office and stuff of kind of coaching them and helping them with administrative tasks. He was like, why don't you just do it yourself? Um, and so I was like, oh, okay, well, so we, we sat down and that's what I did is I looked at all the things that I had happened in my life over the past couple of years. And I was like, okay, this is what I keep going back to. These are the things I don't like. This is what I keep going back to. These are the things that I don't like. And from there, um, that's how my business was was born and was just kind of following along that path and instead of being infuriated or frustrated when things didn't work out or like when i got fired i just took it as a learning opportunity and i was like okay well then this is going to propel me more toward what i want to actually do and i actually got to learn more in that position of what i don't like and what i do like so i can continue moving in that forward direction so it sounds like through the various industries you've worked in, right? You've had a lot of different learning experiences inside of them, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's something sometimes many of us face inside of our lives and then we fear it a little bit, especially when you're first getting started, right? If you're if you're trying to learn something new, you're trying to, let, let's set work aside for a minute. Let's picture a new hobby. You wanna start running, for an example. You start running and what do you do for the first couple of times? You might watch a YouTube video on how to start running. You might have to order the new pair of shoes to start running. Yeah. You might have to get a buddy of yours who you know is a great runner and ask them questions and feedback. But ultimately, you're never going to become a runner until what happens, you know, you start running. Yeah. You can go through all this trial and error, this, these learning experience, I guess I should call them beforehand, where you're trying to figure out what is the perfect form. How far should I go? What can my body handle? What kind of shoes would be best for my feet, right? There's all this kind of prep work you can do, but at some point you kind of just got to jump off the deep end, jump off the dive. Well, what's the saying? Jump off the diving board and uh, get into the deep end, right? And just kind yeah. of swim your way around and figure things out. So in your professional career, it sounds like you've had a lot of that going on inside of your life, right? 
you, you started some jobs, you had some complications, switch industries, you know, you don't want that corporate lifestyle anymore. You don't like the hours. You don't like all the hustle and bustle of trying to get through the ranks and the promotions and whatnot. So at what point do you think you kind of got through that early learning curve and just jumping straight full force into what you're doing now, you know, helping businesses grow your own podcast, your own kind of self growth experiences inside of your life? Oh gosh. Uh, well, I think that, you know, when I jumped into the medical field, that was probably like, to me, that was like my first big girl job, right? Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. what I feel like. Um, and so that was a challenge all within itself. But I, I, like I said, I had just come out of an abusive relationship. I knew that I wanted something better for me and my kids. And in order to do so, I needed something that was more sustainable, something that could provide for my family and I could continue to grow in. And that has always been a thing for me. Anytime that I've done anything is I want to continue to learn. I know that I can't stay in one position because I get bored. Once yep. I've learned it, got it figured out, I'm like, okay, next thing, right? So that's always been it. So I've always been that person to challenge myself to be like, okay, what can I do next? What can I do next, right? And so- Taking the leap, honestly, into the real estate world, that was that was the scariest thing. Um, and I have to say that I pondered on that one for quite a while. And I, like I said, I had thought about going into it beforehand. Anyway, I was just trying to plan it all Correct. out, right? And and what I realized when that happened was. Nothing in my life that I've ever tried to like really plan out moving forward, even getting out of the abusive relationship, it never went the way I had it planned. So to me, it was like, okay, if it's going to fall in front of me, what's the worst thing that can happen? It doesn't work out. Okay, great. I've done that before. Right. And I've, I've started over. So that's not a big deal. So why not, not, why not give it my best and see what happens? And again, to me, it was a challenge, right? It was something that I was like, okay, I've never done this before, but I had aspects of it that I could bring to the table. I had done sales, I had done customer service, you know, I had done paperwork. So I felt really rounded. And I was like, I mean, if, if you really think about the tools that I had beforehand and what I learned it, like, I think I'm pretty good, right? And it, it's still that initial shock and having conversations with people and telling them you're an agent and then them asking you how long you've been in the business. It's like, right? Like, Not very long. <laughs> well, um, but you have to have the confidence within yourself. And that's the same thing when I went into coaching and I started doing that. I had to sit back and really look at the tools and the things that I had already acquired, the skills I had already acquired over the years and then be like, oh, okay, well, I've done that before. I could help people with that. Well, I've done that before. I could totally do that. So it's kind of like a, you kind of have to pump yourself up because if you're yeah. that outside validation and looking for someone to encourage you and be like, you're going to be amazing. It only lasts so long, but if you can find the power within and you can find those things that really connect you to where you can kind of force that brain of yours to take the leap, you know, because it likes to stay in its comfort zone. Uh, that really has been, what has propelled me forward in every situation that I've been from different careers to dealing with my kids. <laughs> um, it, it's been that, and that's, that's how I work on things is figuring out if what my brain is telling me is actually truth. And I look for the evidence to suggest that maybe it's got it wrong. And then that kind of allows me to feel a little bit better about kind of jumping off that diving board, as you were saying. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> and I, what I'd like to really highlight on what you just said there was the fact that when you're going through these new experiences, you're always constantly striving to learn something new, right? And mm -hmm. sometimes I want to reflect on this too. 
is when we're going through different situations in our life, whether it be a new career, a new relationship, once again, going back to that hobby example, a new hobby, sometimes we can take little key points that we've learned throughout our lives. And I guess I shouldn't say sometimes, more often than not, we could take something we learned in one area and apply mm -hmm. it into something totally different but somehow they still kind of correlate with each other. And yeah. this topic's been on my mind quite a bit recently because in one of my classes here at BYU, I, I had one of my professors who would teach us some of the most random, seemingly random things. And I remember every single day I go to class and we were supposed to read a certain reading. And then in the middle of the class, I think back and say, nothing we read has anything to do with what we were talking about right now. But now that my semester is kind of wrapping up, I, I reflected on that a little bit and who I thought was one of my strangest teachers, I've actually come to love the most. It was my favorite class this semester. And it was solely for the purpose of we are constantly learning. And what I was learning inside that class, despite it not being, it seemed there was zero pattern whatsoever. <laughs> I started realizing the little things that we are learning every single day, I could apply towards my podcast. I could apply to another class at school. I could, uh, I could apply to a relationship, um, somebody who needed me at that moment. And mm -hmm. so when you were saying that, it really made me think, our learning experiences inside of our life are never just for the moment. It's not for that one specific job, that one specific hobby. They can transform to any area inside of your life that you're developing. So yeah. where have you seen that professionally versus personally? Maybe you could give some examples for both. Yeah, sure. So I think the, the biggest thing would be teaching. So teaching has always been a thing and kind of, of learning that and in realizing that I'm actually pretty good at it. Um, that's actually what allowed me to kind of take that leap into coaching. And even with some of my earlier clients, I tried to be extremely honest and upfront. And I was like, hey, I don't necessarily know this platform or I don't necessarily know exactly how this works. However, I already have the tools and the skills and I've been doing this for a while. If you trust me, I'm going to put my heart into it. And Perfect. I had the blessing of a lot of people giving me that chance. But what I did find was that the more honest that I could be versus trying to be the know-it-all, the more people are actually willing to give me a chance. And, and I say that because, and, and it's a little different, right? There, there's also a, a feeling behind it as well. You have to be confident in being okay with not knowing. You Correct. can't just come across, right, and be like, well, I mean, I could probably, eh, I don't know. But because I knew I had done it in the past, I was able to give references. I was able to give examples. And I was like, you know, I didn't know that either, but I'm really good at learning this and this is how quick I did it. So if you'd give me the chance. And then I was able to prove myself. So in the process of not actually knowing exactly what I was doing that really didn't apply to that situation, or at least I didn't think it did at the moment, um, it really, it, it ended up all kind of rolling in together, right? And then again, because I was open and honest, I got people to trust me and allow me to do even more things, which then pushed me again above that boundary. Um, so that was that was a really big one. And communication has always been another one as well. And that's kind of developed over the years. And I feel that that one, wow, that one is like across the board, right? I've learned to be able to be a better communicator in my relationships with my kids, with my clients when I'm chatting with them. Um, and that comes from, in my personal opinion, a lot of customer service. But even when I got in the medical field, I started learning to ask questions and being okay with not knowing the answer, even if someone was like, you didn't know that? I'm like, no, I didn't know that at all, right? But building up that confidence actually ended up making me a better communicator, which is transferred across all platforms in my life. 
and I want to jump back to uh, sorry you keep I keep jumping back but it's because you're dropping so many pieces of wisdom on us here today <laughs> but going back to what you mentioned a minute ago where when you're getting started on something and you're kind of going back to my example of diving in the deep end right mm-hmm. a lot of times you'll want to make yourself seem like you know everything you, yeah. you're that know-it-all not necessarily in a prideful way but especially when you're working with one-on-one clients you want mm-hmm. to make them feel comfortable and show that you're the captain of the ship and you know exactly where you're selling to. Mm-hmm. But I appreciate you saying that it's important to be directly honest with people in your relationships and your business, whatever it may be. Because a lot of times when people hype themselves up and they put themselves at a certain spot on the totem pole, and then when they don't deliver exactly what they are promising because they mounted themselves to be up here and they are down here when the mm-hmm. results were finalized, that could really turn some people off. You could lose some clients. You could lose some friendships. You can destroy relationships because you purely weren't honest. And I've noticed that as you were kind of speaking, I thought of a fun example of going back to that used car salesman kind of, um, once again, I know this isn't everyone, but kind of that like stereotypical used car salesman, a little bit sleazy, you know, might be overhyping things a little bit, telling you this brand new Toyota Corolla, got these premium seats, all these amazing features. And then you open inside the car, the seats are all torn, nothing really works inside, right? And so as I'm picturing that, I'm thinking, what is the difference between that sleazy kind of car salesman versus somebody who's completely honest? It's telling the customer, hey, this, this uh, Toyota Camry, it's, it's pretty old. It's, it's 10 years old. It has this many miles on it, has these issues. But what does the customer expect when they go in and they sit inside that car? They expect those things. And so when he was honest, then he could highlight the things that are still working well and go through and kind of check all the boxes that the customer might like. But he, overall, he was honest. And so I guess the point I'm trying to make is inside of your professional career, besides the one-on-one times you saw with your clients, where else has honesty played a giant role in everything that you've done? Mm, I think it's played a role in where I decide to work. So um, when I worked with the the medical company that I was with, um, I for so long, I was in a position where we were having conversations, but I didn't feel like it was my right to have those types of conversations. And then when I kind of stepped into being okay with who I am and what my morals were and saying, you know, you know what, I'm, I'm not actually comfortable with that. Um, while it did end up taking a turn, right. It ended up being the best turn in my life. The same thing when I took the corporate position for the brokerage, I worked with them for quite a while. And as things kept piling up, I realized that I can either be quiet and, and just hope that things get better or get ticked and leave, or I can have an open conversation, at least give them the chance because maybe they don't see what's going on. And so I did. And I told them like, I'm drowning. These are the things that are happening. I don't care for this. I'm not trying to be rude, but this is how I function as a person, but being very confident and comfortable with who I am and what I'm willing to put up with, which has taken years to be able to get to that point. But that has really kind of helped propel me into the future. It's also helped in finding what clients work for me and what don't, because I don't operate from a scarcity mindset, nor do I operate from an egotistical standpoint. It just, it is what it is. And so therefore I can provide even more value to my clients now by being honest. So if I'm working with someone and I feel like during the conversation, we're not really on the same page, I am not going to pitch you to work with me one-on-one because I know we're not going to be a fit. However, I've partnered with amazing people that may have a different personality that's going to work with you 
10 times better than it would for me. Right. And so I feel like I am confident enough to be like, you know what? I love everything that you're doing. I love what you're telling me. However, the way that I operate my business, I don't really feel like it aligns, nor am I going to be able to provide the ultimate value that you are seeking. However, I have some amazing referral partners that I can get you in touch with to make sure we're helping you grow your business. And coming from that standpoint of honesty and sincerity and the fact that I ultimately have their best interest in mind and not my own has really propelled the opportunities that I that I have had in front of me. But you have to get to that place of, of like I said, of getting out of that scarcity mindset and that egotistical position or worrying about what people are going to think. Because to be honest, no matter what people think, they're going to think it. You can explain yourself a hundred million times. If their perspective is nowhere close to yours, it's not going to matter. So you're wasting your breath. You really are. And when you go for those clients, going back to your example, right? When you go for those clients and you're not honest and truthful about, hey, our services, like I totally hear where you're coming from, but I'm probably not the best fit for you. What's going to happen if you actually did take that client on? After a while, you'll probably provide them with advice they didn't want to hear or you won't be qualified to give them the advice and they're eventually going to drop you or they're going to have some kind of sour relationship with you. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's, it's just going to make things worse. You wasted their time. They wasted yours. There's nothing good that's going to come from it. Mm -hmm. So I guess uh, as we're kind of wrapping up today's episode, I, I want to ask you a question that I ask pretty much every single person I interview on the show. Right. And it's this, if every single person in the world could hear you at this moment, with all your wisdom, everything that you've lived through inside of your life, the, the tough times, the great times, what piece of advice would you leave them? And why would that be? I would say live in the present moment because the future is going to come regardless and the past has already happened. And there's nothing you can do about it. So be present and simplify the things that you're doing. Life is a lot more easier than we think, and we tend to complicate everything around it. And sometimes being present allows us to let those moments sink in. And that has made a complete difference in my life. And I say that because I did work in corporate. I did work with a bunch of people. And when I found myself in this mode of, oh, I've got to do this, I 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 was actually running myself ragged. And I would constantly be exhausted and I would constantly be drained or by the end of the week, I didn't want to do anything, which then reflected into my personal life, my relationship with my kids, my relationships with my friends. Um, but by taking an intake on what is going on in my life every single day and taking time to be present in the moments as they go and appreciating them for what they are and being okay with the bad. I am so much more at peace at the end of the day. I don't yell anymore like I used to. And things are more in a flow for me, if that makes sense. I still have bad days. Things still happen. I still feel like crap every once in a while. But I also know that that's going to pass. And once it is, I don't have to worry about it because there's nothing I can do to change it. Um, and so I, I, I would tell everybody, like, work on living in the present. Work on paying attention to what is going on right in front of you and appreciate those small things because that really is going to make the ultimate difference in your life. Perfect. Well, guys, as you all know, I love leaving challenges for all you listeners out there. So make that our challenge for today's episode of the Get Over Yourself podcast. Live in the present. Try and focus more on what you're doing so you don't have to stress about what's coming. You don't have to stress about the things that have happened. Live in the present so you can enjoy what time you're having right then and there.
So, Catherine, thank you so much for joining us. I, I, I want to do another episode some other time where you tell us how you never yell anymore. Uh, every time I watch the Dodger game, I, I seem to be yelling at the umpire. So I'd really love to get some advice on that one. But um, guys, as always, in the description below, if you ever want to reach out to Catherine, check out some of her resources, her own show, her website, everything like that will be in the description down below. As well as if you need to reach out to me for whatever reason, go ahead and check that out. And guys, with that all being said, just remember, it'll all be okay. Just take a step back and continue living in the present.